Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. Manchester United versus Liverpool. <laughs> You've been here before again. <laughs> again, uh, there was a question that was asked that, like, uh, Danny does some intern for us. Like, are you, you going to do another build-up show? It's <laughs> like we kind of have to just because the world's moved mm-hmm. on a little bit. But I did have that thinking of like, is there is there any way that could, we could just go back in and dub in a few, like, um, <laughs> just ADR in a few little bits and pieces just to make it up to up to scratch? But no, we're here anyway. Uh, I'm Paul Machen. Ben Kelly joins me. John Machen and Ross Chanley line up the team uh, for today. Um, yeah, it's mad. I mean, the one thing about this, Ben, it was a big game the other week. It's now an even bigger game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've just done the final word and we talked about the way that obviously the results kind of went for us a little bit the weekend. So suddenly the top four pictures changed and it's very much within our grasp. But it heavily relies on us winning this game of football, um, which is something that at Old Old Trafford, we've not been very good at doing down Mm. the years. Um, So we need to we need to come out of this with three points, um, you know, and they're going to know that it's integral to our season as well. And, you know, for them, the incentive is very much going to be let's, you know, try and put an end to Liverpool's title hopes. And by the way, you know, I'm not saying that Man United are going to win the league. Manchester uh, Manchester United play twice this week before City play on Friday. If they win both their games, they're only like six points behind City. I think so you know City are going to win the league but it's also a chance for them to put just a little bit of pressure on them in the closing stages of the season as That's well it. So. You, it's not like yeah it's not like they're going to roll over <coughs> with it because Solskjaer knows how important this game is and, and what he needs to do to make sure his job is is, is you know is safe for the long term and what have you but also yeah you know not that United will win it but they'll want to their aim they is want just to, to delay the party to them as possible yeah. you know delay and, the party and also make it because no, look in terms of the Solskjaer conceit, Dad, you know, the closer he can finish the Man City, the more it'll look like they were in an actual title race and the more sated their fans will be with the with, with the season. Again, it's probably a slightly cynical view of it, but you know, it, it, it is a they're gonna what my put our point in this is again is ultimately they've got a lot of games to play. And you mentioned it on the final word. I can't see them doing anything but prioritizing this over the over the Leicester game. Yeah, I mean if it wasn't United, I might feel sorry for Solskjaer because everything he does is is tainted by the fact that he's not Alex Ferguson. Yeah, he's not winning every title under the sun, and you know, I mean, every fan they've got is desperate for them to find a manager who will actually start them winning titles again. Yeah, um, and he he's now the closest they've ever been since Ferguson gave it up, and. 
you know, the higher he can get and the more points he can get, the clearer he can get into second place, the better. But, you know, by the same token, there's every chance he'll weak, play a weakened side against Leicester, who are the closest to catching them in second. Yeah. You know, if I was him, I'd be putting Leicester to bed rather than Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the fact that it's Liverpool, um, I, I suppose he can't really go into that game with a weakened side because he'll get lynched. Yeah, well, it's true, isn't it? And you know, and that and that's a possibility anyway because they're going to be protesting, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the, um, I mean, just in terms of what it means. Ross, you know, a win for Liverpool um, puts us on 60 points, which would put us into fifth, three points behind uh, Leicester City on equal games, four points behind Chelsea, uh, Both te- all teams then with three games to play. A win for United would put them um, seven points behind Manchester City. Well, Manchester City, and then, of course, if they beat Leicester before that, as Ben says, it goes down to four points behind them. So it's, a, it's just a massive, massive game of football. Liverpool, Man United, for the first time in ages, it actually is a game where both teams have got actually got a little bit more to more to play for it's normally sort of one or the other and there's a bit of like there's a bit of needle just for, for bragging rights but that's about it yeah there's um quite the mood shift from the uh, first build-up show we did for this game i think it was just more like oh whatever it's just a step closer to, to the season and then you're like we're gonna lose there anyway it's all a bit shit uh whereas now you're right you know it's a win on Thursday night, like Ben says, is huge. You know, it just that door. I think is was has been closed for the Champions League football for several weeks. And like every time that we've, our teams around us have lost, we've just shit it, and we haven't capitalised on, on where we should have done. You know, Leeds United the, the other week. Um, there's another game since then as well that we just haven't we haven't before Newcastle. Sorry, was the other one. And then I've been looking at Leicester's fixtures for the past six weeks, just looking at the last three that they've got. And at no point did they go Newcastle. And then as soon as that yeah. Newcastle game happened on Friday, I'm like, oh, that, that door's still very much open for us. And, then, you know, it's all it's all on Thursday night because if we don't do it on Thursday night, then it is closed. Well, it's one of those with the, the Leicester thing, Ben. You know, it's in their hands. You know, <coughs> it remains in their hands and they've got the chance to, to to define their season. Man United Tuesday, the FA Cup final on Saturday. And, you know, the, but this is where one of those situations where when teams aren't at the absolute peak of their powers and they aren't the finished article, you do have little stories and little moments develop. There's a chance, and I, I would actually bank Leicester to, to to probably to probably win to beat Man United and then to make a good go with the, the, the FA Cup final. But that's a massive game looming. You know, mm-hmm. I think Johnny Evans is out already. They they've got some of their own issues, their own issues, and you want you end up in a situation where. Again, it's massive. You know, we talked about it already. I think I think a lot of Leicester fans. Maybe this is just me reading between the lines on it. I think. Look, I think they'd be disappointed to finish outside the Champions League places again. Of course they would. But if you told them they traded up for a guaranteed FA Cup, yeah. I think a lot of them would go, OK, yeah. Yeah, sorry. and I, you know, I wish them all the best in the FA Cup final on Saturday. In the final three games of the league, fuck them. I, will, I hope they lose all three. And that's that's what we because that's what that's what we that's what we need at the moment. I'll be very much Man United cap on on Tuesday night, which feels really strange to mm. say because, you know, 48 hours later, we're playing against them, and I hope we, you know, wipe them all over the place. But you know, on Tuesday night, we need we need them to do us a big favor. And you know, it's a very very strange situation that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been putting in that sense. You know, in and the way that that game's been postponed, there was probably a more 
there was probably a more simpler way for the league to put that to reschedule our game on Thursday. I think that the, the most the, the way that we all saw it was that oh well we'll move our game to West against West Brom to Thursday or, or, or Wednesday or whatever, and then they'll put Liverpool Man United on on the Sunday. But I think that um, Man United, um, I think that the league have very much put that game there to punish Man United a little bit mm-hmm. because they've now got this rampant schedule, um, which you know you could argue in the same way that the Super League stuff you know is like well that's not particularly fair on the players, not particularly fair. And always going to Solskjaer, but whether you like it or not, the, the club has to bear the brunt of it in some sense or form. So what what it does is what I'm, what I'm saying is you know he's got a very interesting decision to make on Tuesday night because you know they won't necessarily want Leicester to finish above them. Um, so you know because there's money at stake and all of that you know and 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 all of those things that go on. So how will will Man United, how will Man United approach those games? You obviously have got Cavani who. It's a fantastic player, but can't play all three games. Um, you know, you've got play even players like Bruno because if Bruno gets himself injured, you know they've got a Europa League final coming up and all of that. So you know, there's quite they're going into quite a key period of the season where they'll be warming up for well, that. That's so you've got thing, to be careful. That's my thing on this is that, and we talked about this a lot, don't we? Dad, especially in the last couple of weeks when we've been trying to g ourselves up for this running, is the teams that were the teams these teams this week, the team we're running down in Leicester, and the team that we're going to be facing to help run them down in Manchester United, both have big finals ahead of them and you know to my point before is that it is hard not to have that in your mind you know do you you commit fully to 50-50s we're starting to see it already you know again Harry Maguire is likely to be out uh, this week he picked up an injury at the weekend and that just starts to play into mind and that's what Liverpool's approach has got to be I think for this one is that we've got to get in their heads we've got nothing but this to play for but you want to get to a position where they go our bigger battle is actually going to come next week or the week after or, or whatever well, I mean, they've got players who've never played in a cup final, uh, <clears throat> and they <clears throat> they won't want to miss out. And you can't tell me that they'll go into a fifty-fifty tackle as normal, you know, two days before a cup, you know, uh, or a week or so for them before um, they play in the UEFA Cup final. Um, <clears throat> and the same with Leicester, you know, they've got a game on a cup final at the weekend, and. They're going out to play Man United on the Tuesday night before. You know, are they going to give absolutely 100% in that game? You know, I find it really difficult. It's the 85th, it's the 85th minute yeah. and you're hurting and you've got to make that one more big sprint. But mm-hmm. you're also thinking, if I do something here, you know, do, is, are you going to push yourself through the pain barrier? And they should do. And both of those teams should be. And they're both more than capable of doing it. But in terms of us just throwing some little casting, some little threads out there that, you know, might might play into our favour, it's definitely a, a definitely a possibility. The thing on Man United, um, Ross, look, they're not, they're, not, they're not good enough to win the league. I, and I, I still stick by the fact that I don't think their manager's good enough to win them the league. I think we've seen, you know, we've seen this just in the turnaround in Chelsea. And I think, look, he's clearly a better manager than, than Lampard. He's got more experience for, for the start but when you get someone who's a brilliant manager and what, what it can do to your fortunes is, is, is quite obvious the thing United have got going for them is they've just got so much firepower they've got so much attacking talent there and you know and even even when they're having a couple of issues around it Greenwood comes in playing well Cavani's coming in scoring goals Rashford is absolutely amazing I know Martial's out isn't he but you know you still got Bruno there they've still getting something out of James periodically that's what that's what that's what they're doing They've just got enough. Go- they've got goals in them, and that's where this is the, the 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 problem that lies with this is that they can just take a game away from us if they if they need to. 
Yeah, um, they've had a, a, a good season, which I think bodes well for us in keeping Solskjaer on a job for, until next season when it all goes tits up, hopefully. But, you know, you're right. I think I think we had a match today right last night. It was seven of the 11, played Roma, played yesterday, and he played really well against Aston Villa. Um, but it's that thing of the comebacks as well, that mentality that they've got. You know, I think it's 10 times now they've been behind it in Premier League games and they come back and they've won. That's massive. That, that was us. Yeah. Not last season, the season before. We're talking about going behind, you know, playing till till the uh, the final second and, and winning games. That's massive for them. And in terms of like rotation for Leicester, I don't think they will because momentum is the other thing that they've got. You know, they're going to want to carry that on. Like a defeat can be as bad as an injury in some yeah. terms, especially when you're going towards either chasing first at this point, which they're going to still in, and Europa League. They still want to go into those games with winning mentality. So I don't think they will necessary rotate I think they'll be forced to because of Harry Maguire's injury um, I think they're still waiting to see what happens with him on that but you know Cavani's massive for them coming to Cavani came in I was like he was just a last ditch buy because no one else wanted him he was there for ages and he's been brilliant like he, he's off the ball work and he's you know his defensive work I think for them is phenomenal but the first thing he had to do yesterday was mm-hmm. defend like he's, he's fighting for the cause but I think that mentality he's got is rubbing off on the on the Greenwoods and, and all the other players that weren't, weren't deemed good enough the season before yeah, I tell you what's really funny about this because we did, we touched upon this on, on the final word show from the weekend. But this is the two, this is the Premier League's two form sides going head to head here. I was astounded by that. It was something we, you brought up, Dad, when we were t- chatting yesterday. But Ben, it was it was a real shock to me to kind of look at the form table. You know, Man United have taken sixteen points from the last six games, five wins, one draw. Mm. We've uh, we've taken fourteen from that time. They've got a plus eight goal difference that time. We've got a plus seven. It's it's yeah, I mean, it's top of the table clash. Bro. It is, you know, it's top of the table <laughs> form clash, and it's come too late for us, you know, in terms of what we are real ambitions for the season. But I think, you know, what it's mad because I think we've got an, we feel like we're in worse form because because of the two late draws mm. against uh, against Leeds and Newcastle, of course, and obviously getting knocked out of the Champions League. It feels like. You know, it, it, you can't help but detach all those things. But you know, if you were to, if you were to go into a game against Manchester United, in you know, we're, we're in as good a form as we could hope to yeah, be. Yeah, and and we uh, and maybe hopefully their their perception of us will be the same at the moment. You know, they'll be going into the game maybe maybe expecting to win. I'm so I know certainly Man United fans are going into the game expecting to win. And it's, I think I think with them, you know. We go us going to Old Trafford has become a little bit like how Everton coming to Anfield used to be, where you know I never really feared Everton coming to Anfield. Like I just they, we just always beat Everton at yeah. Anfield. Like that that's my mentality. But on the flip side, how many times down the years have Man United or uh, you know an out of form Man United side come to an in form Anf- Liverpool at Anfield? And just beating us. The the one that sticks out is the is the year that Mata scored twice and, yeah. and Gerrard got sent off. Where you know Liverpool weren't very good that season, 14-15, but they had gone on quite a little bit of a good run after Christmas and we were building up a bit of momentum. Man United under Van Gaal were playing shite and they'd been I think they'd been beaten by Tottenham the week before or something like that. They came to Anfield, want they made a really good start, one nil up after ten minutes, Gerrard gets in a two nil. And and then I think even the, the season after they did it, I think uh, Klopp's first game against Man United at Anfield, Rooney scored late on. Man United for years have made a habit of, of being a bit rubbish, yeah. coming to Anfield and winning. We need to start doing yeah. the same. We need to be the ones who rock up to Old Trafford. Everybody's expecting us to lose and we need to go and pull something out of the bag. Yeah, no, and I, I've been saying this for a while. You know, if Everton can come to Anfield 
and win, then we can go to Old Trafford and do the same. Uh, we had a super chat from Scott Hawks. Scott, as always, thank you so much, you wonderful human being. This is hello from OMG O'Clock. Uh, <laughs> do we expect anything other than bus parking and break with pace from them, especially if Maguire is a doubt? Solskjaer seems like a system found him rather than him driving change, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, Dad, you know, you talk a lot, uh, you've talked a lot in the last month or so about like, it's just like it, it. The way to beat Liverpool's been pretty obvious, and I, I can't help but feel United are the best sort of team suited for that. They will. They'll get men behind. Pardon me. They'll get men behind the ball, and they've got tons of pace on the counter attack. He doesn't need to play grandiose football because there's no one in Old Trafford. Well, there might be, uh, but they'll try because <laughs> of last week. You never know. Um, but yeah, in terms of supporters in the ground, they they will they will follow this sort of template, won't they? Yeah, I think that's crucial, the lack of fans, because, you know, United fans want them to attack and attack and attack. You know, they won't they won't be happy watching them sit back, particularly against Liverpool. Uh, but, you know, Solskjaer, he, he would have to be daft not to, to, to look at that and think that's the way to beat us. Um, but it's going to be interesting because, I mean, the last I think the last four games are all nil-nil, the last league games. And it's only that cup tie which stands out. And, you know, I don't know whether it's going to be like the cup tie or like the league games, but um, let's hope it's like the cup tie. Because although we got beat, I think we played really, really well at a time when we were actually rubbish other than that. So, you know, I'd really like to see us play like that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Right, we're going to be talking a little bit about Liverpool's approach, who we line up with, etc. Uh, after the break, but we do have a trivia question in the meantime. Uh, there are only three players who've played for both, who've also played in the Premier League. Name them. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My colleague David Ornstein wrote the story back at the end of March that, that, that Canate was, um, you know, Klopp's 
top target in terms of defensive reinforcements in the summer. And you know, I think I think we said then that you know talks were at a pretty advanced stage, and um, and how it wasn't done, but we kind of expected it to get done. And I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not aware that the situation has changed since then. Really, you know, it's it's still not a hundred percent done because um, you know that conversation with Leipzig hasn't happened yet in terms of either negotiating the fee or just just straight up paying his release clause, which is probably, you know, what I think there's a realization that that is probably what's going to have to happen. I don't, I don't really see Leipzig being prepared to let him go for anything less than that release clause. So, um, so yeah, I think clearly he's someone that, that Liverpool have had their eye on for, for quite some time. I think he's, he fits the profile in terms of, you know, speed, aerial prowess, you know, young, hungry, loads of potential um, to unlock. Um, so, so yeah, I think he I think he ticks a lot of the boxes for for, for Klopp Canate. So um, yeah, I think maybe probably after what's happened with a couple of deals in not too distant past, it's it's probably worth remembering. It's not a hundred percent done until he well, I was going to say until he's actually wearing a Liverpool shirt, but Fakir had a Liverpool shirt on and that still didn't happen. So, um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's uh, let's let's wait and see. But yeah, certainly certainly I'd be very surprised if if that didn't happen this summer. Yeah, we need to we need to find out what's replaced the Melwood lean. You know, the, the extra training ground lean doesn't have the same sort of ring, does it? Yeah, I wish I could tell you, but I haven't even been there yet. It's uh, with obviously the the bubble and the lockdown and stuff. It's um, yeah, just uh, it's been a long long wait to step through the doors of that new plush building. Hey, welcome back. Yes, you can check out uh, my exclusive interview with the Athletics' James Pierce, streaming right now on the RedmanTV.com. Really interesting stuff. We talked a little bit about the uh, uh, the meeting between SOS and FSG. There are actually plans for the for the follow-up meeting for that to happen this week, which will keep you abreast of when we know more. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a chat around that um, and around the Ibrahima Kanate rumours and the midfield goal-scoring issues, which have been alleviated ever so slightly by uh, Thiago actually scoring a goal for us at the weekend. Uh, and the Mohamed Salah contract situation as well. Really, really interesting stuff, uh, as always, from James. So, yeah, go and check that out by subscribing to the RedmenTV.com right now. Uh, the trivia question was, there are only three players who play for both have also played in the Premier League. I wanted you to name them. It's a little bit of a trick question um, because one of the players didn't play in the Premier League for either of those teams. So, the obvious one, Ross Chandley is... Michael Owen, which is the one I forgot. Michael Owen is the uh, is the is the obvious one in there. Anyone want to stab at the other one? Paul Ince. Paul Ince. Uh... And Dad, can you think of any former Liverpool players who've also played for Manchester United? No, they're just dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> the answer wasn't this surprise. Peter Beardsley. Peter Beardsley. There you go. Yeah. Uh... Right. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have got though. Yeah, Peter Beardsley played for for Manchester United in the early eighties, um, but then obviously played in the Premier League for Newcastle United. Um, right, there you go. If you got that in the comments, then you're an absolute genius. Give yourself a massive pat on the back. Um, okay, um, Ben, is it as simple as we, we? I mean, we were told that the injuries of the four fresh injuries on uh, at the weekend were or minor minor fitness issues. Kabak in particular. Yeah. Look, I know. Like, look, this is where we're at. Kabak is not like yeah. he's not the be all end all. He's not probably not the long term answer to Liverpool centre back position. He might be, he might be, by the way. Um, 
but he is better than he's better than Reese Williams. We need we could really do with having him available for this game. Yeah, um, obviously, I thought obviously going into the game last week that the game that wasn't played, um, we were sweating on the f- fitness of Phillips, um, and now obviously it's the other one. Um, you know, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. Quebec isn't Quebec. I, he's been fine. Um, and, you know, he, he lacks a little bit of pace, doesn't he? I mean, just ask Steho what he thinks of him. And, Don't, and he's, yeah. just, he's just on the line. <laughs> um, but I think, um, I think you know, just having him in the side, a little bit more experience, a little bit of a, a calm ahead. And, and you know, I thought Reese Williams struggled away in the in the in the cup game. Um, I, I would, you know, obviously we'd like to like to have him involved. The Milner's the other one you've got here. Don't necessarily think Milner's as crucial because if you've got Kabak in the side and you've you've got Fabinho ahead of them, you know, you've got, you've got Genie, you've got Thiago, you've got Jones, you've got you know, you've got quite a selection of players there for me. You, you know, if you want to look at, do you have a wild card? Do you do you start somebody like Oxlade Chamberlain? You know, if you if you want to go and and get the win, I think it all depends on what happens on Tuesday night between Man United and Leicester. I think if Leicester lose that one, it's not necessarily. Um, as crucial that we go and win this. That's a good point. It's 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 a it's a must not lose. It becomes a must not lose rather yeah. than a must win. Um, but and I think as as a result of that, you know, but if Leicester do go and win on on Tuesday, that's where you know do you do you throw a wild card in and go and start somebody like Oxley Chamberlain who's a little bit more attack minded. I wonder because we don't know, Dad, how many of these lads were just just you know would simply not available for the game, or how many of them are like, well, hang on. I don't want to run the risk of making sure they're not available for Manchester United. The Milner one, just just my, my thinking on that. Obviously, he's in the starting eleven for this game when it's announced uh, that last week he is he's in the initial eleven for that. And we talked about this at the game, what type of game it is. I think for, if I can get Milner in the midfield, I would be getting Milner in the midfield just because of the amount of kicking he does and the mm-hmm. amount of just aggro he, he brings to that team. I want him. I want him making their players. Question themselves, you know what I mean, and 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 question their commitment to the cause. That's what James Milner brings, you know. Even though he might, there might be other areas that you might have to compromise to get him in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm inclined to think he'll go with the side that he would have played in the first game with Milner in um, to be, you know, to be a little stronger, uh, maybe to kick Fernandez around a bit um, and disrupt them. Um, but how it wouldn't? It would actually be brilliant if Klopp just sprung a surprise and, and actually went all out to attack. You know that would be just so funny. Yeah, can't see it happening, but it it would be fun. Yeah, you kind of played. You you you've almost. It's and it's the same for them. But like you know, in regards to the team. You've shown your hand a little bit, haven't you, yeah. with the, with with the, with the yeah. game last week? You know, because they would again, we were sweating on the fitness in that Phillips, and they would have been maybe planning for Fabinho to play centre back, and now they know he's fit, so that you know they they'll be changing their preparations to that. Obviously, you know, Quebec's the other one now. They they might not be sure whether or not Quebec's going to be fit, but you know, by playing that game and you know and and releasing the team news, you you given you've given them more information. Now it's the same for us, but they've got probably more of an in-depth squad and their situations change with yeah. the Leicester game on Tuesday. So to be honest, we're a little, we're as we're as in the dark as we were going into the game against Sunday because we don't know what team is going to play Tuesday. You know, for me, I think I think he'd be daft not to play Cavani in this mm. because even 
though he's not as pacey and, and, and not as quick as, I don't know, Marcus Rashford. I mean, the mission martial, but, you know, we could even play somebody like Dan James if he wants to go for the pace. But his intelligence against, particularly if Reese Williams were played, I'll be, I'd be worried about that. Just his movement is little. He's just, you know, he's, he's one place and then suddenly he's gone. And, you know, he's made, he's made a little darting run. And I, I, I think Solskjaer would be silly. Not to not to have the experienced Cavani and world class Cavani up up against and challenging those two inexperienced. Well, let's talk about it now. They might none of these lads. These lads, this is the bad thing. What they're having a game between mm. now and then is that you know the landscape of all this could completely change. Absolutely. Not just on results, but in terms of fitness, the team that he, the, the team that he picks and what have you. For uh, yeah, it, it, I think Liverpool this is de- very much an example. You're right. Where Klopp will probably wait to the last moment. Only Ross, he'll 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 have a he'll have a rough idea. I think he'll have nine or ten decided and some of that might be decided by who's actually available for us but at one there might be one place that's just dictated by what he then thinks they'll do because I think we did that for Southampton I think we 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 uh, we were more comfortable with Reese Williams playing a center half knowing that Danny Ings definitely wasn't going to be involved in that game yeah, a lot of our games are won and lost in the middle of the park. And we've seen Fabinho, what he brings, not just to the centre of the field, but he can help the defence out and, and helps us out with attacks as well. This is slightly different for me because you mentioned Man United's firepower already. You know, if Cavani's not playing, then Greenwood still frightens me. Rashford yeah. still frightens life at me. Bruno Fernandes is still, is still an issue. Yeah. So if Kabak's not playing, I'd be tempted to put Fabinho at centre-half. Like, I really would don't want to do that, but this is a case where you have to take it as, as you see it. Um Milner is a shout for midfield, but I also think Kurt Jones is in, in with a shout. Like he was, he was in really good form. And like, again, this is hard because he just hasn't played. But you're looking at someone who's like you know a, a local lad who knows what it means to play against Manchester United. You know he's fit. He's, you know he's he's, he's going to be fresh. He's going to want to go and play. I disagree on the um, must not lose game by the way as well because I, I don't trust us to get three points against mm. West Brom and Burnley. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you know we they're, they're teams that we struggled against. So yeah. I think we I think we have to go out with the mindset of we need three points in this game, with a view to maybe giving us a little buffer against the remaining three. If that's the case, it should be all four and must win. But I'd like you know West Brom, like I know they're relegated, but Sam Allardyce is still a prick. He's still going yeah. to set. So they <laughs> it, isn't he? And same with same with Burnley. Like they they're the template. They set the template of how to beat Liverpool. They're going to yeah. do that again. So I think we have to go in with this. If a, a team is going to dominate the middle of the park, was my point. Um, you know, without Fabinho, I think will be the case unless Kabak's fit, then he plays. Even if he's a risk, I think he's still playing over Reese Williams. Yeah, I mean, what's what, what's your thoughts, Dad? What's the midfield you're going for, given the given the freedom of choice? I think <clears throat> I think it's what he would have gone with last time. I think it's Thiago and uh, Fabinho and Milner. When I saw the heat maps for the Southampton game, Thiago and Fabinho were almost identical. You couldn't tell who was the six and who who wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and Wijnaldum, if anything, you know, was less less no active on and noticeable on the pitch. Although, again, quite quite deep at times. I think Milner will give you a bit more energy and uh, be around the pitch a lot more. Yeah. If that's again, if you want to go strong, and but it, it does really depend on who United play on Tuesday, what result they get, and who, if any, is injured. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. an inter- one of the points that was interesting, just to stick with your dad, you know, Errol brought this up on the final word show about Man United starting slowly, but they're very good at coming strong late on in games. Now, that will be diminished by the, just the volume of football they're playing, of course, and I wonder whether that's that's an impact on us. I, I, what, I, what we need to have is, is, is enough firepower to get the game in a strong position for us, but to make sure that we've got legs come the final, you know, the final 
10, 15 minutes. Someone like Curtis Jones is, you know, again, it's uh, whether he's a good one to start the game or is he someone you, you, you're bringing on just to give a little bit of extra well, zip Curtis or whatever? Well, Ox, you know, Oxley chamberlain is, he looks like he's got his pace back from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, he'd be a really good asset late on in the game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's fascinating, just absolutely fascinating. I'm just looking forward Ben, to just a game that, again, we, we need we need to feel feelings. You know, having mm. a game that matters. It's it, it is it's, a, it's every game's become a cup final. I agree to to to, to Ross's point in you know in reference to your point. I think you know I I think Klopp will think the way that you're thinking. If the game if the less the game goes in our favour, <laughs> I look. We'll still try to win it, yeah. But I don't. Yeah, yeah. How gung ho we go towards winning it, you, you know. When, if how much we chase that game will be will be interesting because. But also, I, from our fans' perspective, I, I get Ross's point. I feel the same. I don't think we can. I don't think beggars can afford to be choosers at this point. I think if we're thinking, mm. oh, we won't go all out for this game, but it's okay because we're going to get nine from nine in the final three. Yeah, is a is a is a little bit of a dangerous mindset yeah, yeah, too. It's probably a bit naive, um, but you know, I, I just think based on the context of the game, I just I just don't enjoy going away to Manchester United. I don't think the players do. I don't I don't I don't particularly want to. Mm. Uh, I just I just I'm just not one that I have any confidence in 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 us getting anything, and you know. Maybe with Man United schedule, that they, they, and no fans and everything, you know, it, the stars align, and this, this, this might end up being our best chance to do it. But like down the years, I've always felt like you know, there's been plenty of games where I felt like we've had good opportunities at winning at Old Trafford, and we just, we just never have. So until until they begin to do that, then I'm not going to be particularly. Well, last year it was re- we were ready, we were primed, yeah, yeah. you know, we were there with our six balloons and everything yeah. ready to go, you know, ready to that and then go and win the league, and then we we did, we you know. I went, Okay, VAR question or the usage or whatever got in the way a little bit, but we were we were crap. The thing about this, you know, the Ross, the fan protest stuff. Um, there's a fa- there's protest organised by Man United fans on Thursday as well. They're gonna try some. I, I you know I don't think there will be an official attempt to enter the ground again. But then again, there wasn't really last time. It was a kind of it kind of people went with the flow, or whatever. They they will do. I don't think they'll get anywhere near Old Trafford. There'll be loads more police and there'll be loads more barricades. There'll be loads more. But the point is, I think psychologically that affects Man United, Man United and Man United's players more than it's ever going to affect ours. And there's also the slim possibility if they get the game stopped again, they'll have no choice but to give us the three points. So... Kind of, kind of win-win. Destabilize the Man United team, and at worst, we just get the, we just get given the points. I, I can live with that. I'm tempted to go down myself. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's a game if you don't play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's all go join in. Yeah, it's 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 a mad one, isn't it? Like, if there are plans to go and do that, I think I agree. They're going to be loads of police. They won't get anywhere near near the gaff. But like, don't stay at the hotel. Have decoy buses. Do do you know? Yeah. Be, be 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 clever about things, or you know, what I mean? it's it's um. They will. I, they will. I mean, I, I, they will do. There's no way. There's no way what happened last time will ever be allowed to happen again. No, um, but you know, they want to vent the frustrations, and that that's fair enough. But you know, at some point, you think you're right. The mentality of Manchester United players will be up for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? We want we want to get this game played. We want to get. Our but they're going to be on high alert. That that's the point about this is yeah. that they, they they exist apart. But no matter what things get put in place, it depends how antagonistic that is as well. You know, and how how motivated people are to stop that. If Man United fans use the same level of intensity they did on several of the Old Trafford doors and the situation that they're facing down with this, yeah. and this is not I me mean, condemning the the. the what they did, by the way. Go on, Dad. I mean, Ross, Ross is right. They won't get anywhere near Old Trafford. And if they've got any sense, they'll actually turn up on Tuesday instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they're not expected. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like the Spanish Inquisition. 
but that's it. It's it's but that, yeah. But the thing that we're, we're kind of hoping for is the Man United fans. You know, the Man United players will be sat around going. They'll have been getting told it's fine. Just keep your focus on. But it, it, yeah, it's it's an unknown, and all it takes is is something to break through. And that that's you know you've got that kind of thing hanging over them. I, I mean, I hope it plays to our advantage, and I hope look, I hope United fans get what they want. I hope they do get to you know they do get to have the demonstration that they want that's effective to a level that they want it to be. Because I think you know it's, it, obviously they've having, having a tough time with their owners and all that kind of stuff. And we'll always support the right to protest, particularly if it's going to leave football in a better place, of course. But yeah, it's just going to be an interesting an interesting side story again. The cameras are going to be there. They're going to be ready for it the police are going to be ready for it and it's how the Man United protesters mm-hmm. go towards it as well how do they how do they rise to meet that sort of situation we shall see um, let's have some score predictions Ben what do you think um, I hate this question mm. um, nil nil okay Ross records are made to be broken one nil Liverpool yeah Dad tricky as I said before you know the it, it's just nil-nil, but there was that cup game where, you know, we, we both wanted to win and had to win. So, you know, I'm going to go with that. 3-2 to us. Great. Yeah. I think if we're going to win, it's going to be horrible. I think every every game, if we get a top four, it's going to be horrendous. It'd be the nice whole if we got a penalty in the last minute, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it just go <coughs> Salah to run up and smash it down the middle? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for that. I think it's going to be 2-1. Um, I think it'll be one of them. It, yeah, it's going to be horrendous. We're going to be bitten fingernails down mm-hmm. to the quick for the final moments. Things flashing across the face of goal as we defend for our lives. Um, but yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with that let us know yours in the comments section uh what midfield would you go for any other surprises in terms of lineup would you just go 424 put the big lads on up front and go for goals um chris will be doing a start 11 prediction a little bit later in the week so do check that out of course uh, and yeah if you want to get the full james pierce interview it is streaming right now on the redmentv.com two tiers for you guys if you just want the content you can get that um and access to the full suite of liverpool content we've got on there documentaries features interviews and a whole lot more as well as bonus redmen tv content uh, but if you want more than that like free merchandise discounts free tickets to live events which are coming back soon um, and a whole host of amazing things like access to our Discord group which is full of wonderful people talking about football and not knobheads like most of the internet is and I'm sure you've probably noticed people watching this live the live comments um, but yeah uh, you can get involved with that as two tiers go and check it out on the redmantv.com we hope to see you there uh, oh yeah we'll be back for a watch along uh, on Thursday night Tara. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.